0: 15
1: minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, your stand firm, everyone. Friday, man. End of Psalm 56 today. <laughs> yeah, we'll finish out Psalm 56, but as we come to conclusion, Lord willing, on Sunday, I'm going to be sharing some pictures and making a report to the congregation about my recent preaching trip to Tanzania. That'd be great. And uh, so for all of you text talkers out there, if you're in the Tampa area, hope that you come by. Uh, love to meet you and love to share those things with you as well as the congregation. And if you're not in the Tampa area, as we have said
0: before, it's only a plane ride away.
1: That's exactly right. And Andrew, if you could ride
0: that little bitty prop plane mm-hmm. in Tanzania, I think folks could ride a plane.
1: Oh, I think so too. Southwest, United, Delta. Yeah. Southwest. Oh. I have, uh, I don't know if I've, maybe once in my life have I flown a mostly empty plane to Florida. Usually those babies are packed. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But I bet you can find a seat. Anyway, that'll be on
0: Sunday. You can find out times and details at christiansmeethere.org. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've said this in a while. If you want to get a message to us, feel free to email us at at org. Feel free to go to the Facebook page where we're posting these conversations, but also carrying on conversations about the path of paths. righteousness. Yes. So it's Friday, so there's going to be some questions up about sharing and what you might share from Psalm 56, mm-hmm. and we're now going to read Psalm 56 from the New American Standard 95 edition, Psalm 56. For the choir director, according to Jonathan Elim Rehokim, so we're... We're just not sure how to translate it, so we're just going to transliterate this right here. It's something about doves. Is going to be a dove in a place. tree in there somewhere? <laughs> something, I've, something like I've, that. I can, but I can guess by at this point. Right, "'Jonath M. Rehokim, a michtam of David, when the Philistines seized him in Gath. Be gracious to me, O God, for man has trampled upon me. Fighting all day long, he oppresses me. My foes have trampled upon me all day long. For they are many who fight proudly against me. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? All day long they distort my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They attack, they lurk, they watch my steps as they have waited to take my life. Because of wickedness, cast them forth. In anger, put down the peoples, O God." You have taken account of my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Your vows are binding upon me, O God. I will render thank-offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death, indeed, my feet from stumbling, so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Psalm 56 from the New American Standard, 1995 edition.
1: Well, I know we like to uh, talk about Jesus, particularly on Fridays. We we find Jesus in these psalms. Um, and it, it is that recurring phrase about If God is for me, Mm. and God is for me, yes, uh, it's a beautiful comfort to be a child of God and know that he is for me. What can man do to me? God is for me. God is for me. Uh, And uh, that brings to mind a passage in the book of Romans. Okay. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, what then shall we say to these things if God is for us? Who can be against us? Well, there it is. And, and uh, I, I was surprised reading the Psalm this week, and we're getting ready for these these uh, podcasts, and there was not a cross reference in my Bible back to this Psalm uh, from Romans eight, and um, it's not set off in italics like so many of the New Testament, um, you know, uh, quotations of the Old Testament are, but. But here it is, I mean, Paul's asking, what shall we say, if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. And that is certainly that uh, that theme there in the psalm.
0: Does it give you any cross-references back to the psalms there in your version of Romans 8? Uh,
1: not, not to the psalms. Okay, because I know
0: Psalm 118 has a couple of verses that are similar to some of this concept, God is for me, who can be against me, uh, Psalm 118, I believe it's... Um, Let's see here. Verses six and seven. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. Mm-hmm. So we seem to have this same concept brought up from Psalm 56 into Psalm 118 and then carried into the New Testament in a couple of passages
1: like in Hebrews and there in Romans chapter eight. What I love about uh, Romans 8, though, is that Paul gives the reason for the confidence that God is for us, and and it is tied to, inextricably linked to, Jesus Christ. If I could continue reading from Romans 8. Yes, you can. What then shall we say to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now I believe that is a quotation from the Psalms. Psalm 44. Psalm 44. Mm -hmm. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. To say that God is for us is to understand that God loves us and that his demonstration of his commitment is in Christ. He gave the Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, who rose again, who has ascended to heaven, and there at the right hand of God is interceding for us. Truly, what can man do to us? And yet he lists. You know, we talked earlier in the week, and you're like, you know, man can do a lot of things. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, and, and and he brought that up, doesn't he? He talks about he talks about tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. Boy, man can do a man lot. Can do some stuff. And and then the quote, but nothing is, eternal. Yeah, that's right. For your sake, we are killed all day long. And they quote Psalm forty-four. Well, the man's even killing people. Yeah, killing the leaders of the church. Right. But, but. nothing
0: eternal. He but is not eternal. impacting the covenant. Right. And that's what we find here with David. Okay, question, question. I got a couple of questions for you here. Sure. So let's start with David. David says, I believe that was there in verse nine. This I know, mm. God is for me. Yeah. How did David going back to David how did David know God
1: is for me I believe that part of David's confidence is because David is anointed I mean there's there's a a trust there that he is going to be the king and he's going to rule Israel and so and so far as that goes God will deliver him I I I've that hmm. So when I thought about that I'll, I'll get it out here in a
0: second when I thought about that question, how did David know? I think about the day of anointing, mm-hmm. when Samuel comes and finds him and anoints him as king. There's okay, So there's this memory. I know God's for me because I was anointed by Samuel. Yeah. I also think about the day of victory over Goliath,
1: yeah. especially
0: in this psalm's context. Yeah. If we're back in Gath. Back in Gath. I know God's for me because, you know what? I faced another powerful Gittite once before, and God delivered me there. Yeah, He will deliver me here as well. Yeah. I know the battle belongs God to the is for me me so as i think about david i walk through those kinds of things all right second question you and me Mm-hmm. this i know god is for me yeah what allows you and me to make that exact same statement this i know god is no matter what i'm facing
1: yeah. i know god's for me because i believe it is the gospel i believe he he, he says here because he's held nothing back for my salvation and for my good, he even gave his son. And if he will give the son, there is nothing I need that he would ever withhold from me. I, I think that I, I need to have a perspective on the gospel, that God is not out to get me. God is out to save me. And, and that is the message of the gospel. He is for the salvation of your soul. Uh, so much so that Jesus died and he rose again. Here's this victory God is for me. And if God, if God would send Jesus,
0: if God would sacrifice his one and only that I might be atoned and reconciled and, and resurrect him that I might be saved, what will he not do? Exactly. I mean, is, is, is there anything beyond that that, you know, oh, but I needed, I needed more than that. I needed something bigger than that. And, you know, God's like, well, look, I, you know, yeah. I was willing to go this far, but no farther than that. I mean, he, he's done the extreme the thing, thing. So, so anything else that I need is less than that. Yeah. If, if he would do that, this, I know Yahweh God through Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit for me. And I I love the way those translations. I, I know some of them worded a little bit differently, but man, I like that emphatic statement the way the ESV has it. This I know,
1: mm-hmm. God
0: is for me. Look, this I'm gonna I'm gonna make my stand here. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw the line in the sand here. I'm gonna stake it out here. This this thing I know, God
1: is for me. And we need to hold on to that because I think as Psalm 56 gives, as well as Romans 8, there are. Things that may transpire, and even for the sake of Christ, that may cause us to wonder or doubt, Uh, is God still for me, Mm. right? Like when we have the tribulation, when we have the persecution, as David is talking about his awareness of the people plotting, watching him, following him, they, they mean him ill. While the enemies are lurking and my tears are multiplying. Yeah, I've got all the tears and the sorrow. Satan
0: wants to use that to make you think that God doesn't love you, that God yeah. doesn't care about you, that God is not with you, that he's abandoned you, which is why that, that the discussion we had the other day about God collecting the tears in the bottle and recording in the book, what, yeah. a, what a powerful thing. God, God is for me. This I know, I'm just going to keep saying it, this <laughs> I know, God is
1: for me. And there's nothing able, nothing created able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: One of the questions I often, I'm sorry, we well, were about to say, say
1: So these hardships are not a sign of the separation, not a sign. It doesn't mean God has forsaken us. Mm-hmm. Got to hold on to his word, which gets us back to what David is saying. I will trust in God and I will trust in his word. I praise God. I praise his word. So this is, this is one of those cases where once again, you took a
0: breath. So I thought it was my turn. Just jumping in there.
1: (laughs) Anyway. The most dangerous place to stand is between you and a microphone. That's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, God is for me, that
0: recognition. So many people have the idea of God. This is a question that I often have to ask people. What kind of God do you serve? Mm. Because so many people serve a God that they think is out to get
1: them. Yes, absolutely. I I
0: hear people ask questions like, okay, I mean, what's going to happen if somebody pulls in front of you in a car and you get angry and you shout a string of of cuss words and then bang, you've run into the back of them and now you're dead. Now what's going to happen? I, I try to stay out of that conversation because the question I ask is what kind of God is it that you serve? Do you serve a God who's out to get you? Who's just waiting for you to slip and fall so he can zap you? Uh, no,
1: this I, this I know. God is for me. This is one of the beautiful and powerful truths of Christianity. It makes it so superior to everything else. And I spent a couple of weeks, and I've been around a lot of Muslims and a lot of Hindus. And it's like, with the Hindus, which God? And how are you keeping them all happy? Mm. Right? And, And with the Muslims, the way Allah communicates through the Quran, and the way you see that religion manifested in the various... Uh, sects of Islam, you sure get the idea that God is out to get you. That if you slip up even just a little bit in some way, yeah, uh, zapped from on high, or you know maybe some other Muslim practitioner wants to come and straighten you out in very physical and immediate ways. Mm. There's a lot of fear in those faiths, a lot of fear in those religions, because there is not the clear statement that God is for you and demonstrate it in sacrificial love, service and love to redeem you. Because honestly, redemption is not in those religions. You are at best trying to save yourself. There's not a loving God who's come to save you. There's not a loving God who gave his son to save you. Christianity is glorious because God
0: is for you. I don't know much, but this I know.
1: God is for you. Lead us in prayer, brother. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the confidence that we have from Psalm 56, from Romans 8, and other passages in your word, the Bible, the true revelation, that you love us, that you're for us, you're about saving us and redeeming us, a good Father. Uh, Lord, it's it's just too much to, to receive, what love that we should be called sons of God and Christ. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for being with us and being for us. And no matter what we're facing today, we can hold on to this. We know that you are for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. Have a fantastic day.
1: Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna.
0: Christ is captain of the mighty throne.